Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi. I'm just butting in at the start of this episode of Troubling Issues to do a very quick plug for my very first Kickstarter. As you may know, I am a comic creator as well as a fan. As this episode drops, I am starting my very first Kickstarter for a collected edition of Tales Too Stupid to Tell. What is Tales Too Stupid to Tell, I hear you ask? Well, it's a collected edition of a quirky, fun, and retro-inspired humor comic. In this titanic volume, you'll find some great public domain golden age comic books from the 1940s and 50s that have been remixed by me. The art's the same, but all the words have changed changing them from sci-fi and or horror to wacky, surreal humour. A lot of the stories in this collection were pretty stupid already, and now they're really crazy. If you like retro sci-fi and horror, movie dubs, and having a laugh, then this Tales Too Stupid to Tell collection is for you. The Kickstarter is running till the end of September 2020, and if you want to sign up, as I would very much love you to do, then go to tiny.cc slash stupidtales. That's tiny.cc slash stupidtales in your browser, and you can sign up and get a copy today. And now on with our regularly scheduled podcast. Hello, and welcome to Troubling Issues. A podcast about comics for everyone. <laughs> Every fortnight, we read a single issue of a comic book and talk about it in somewhat ridiculous detail, hopefully entertaining and informing you about a heap of other stuff. If you want to read along with a comic, you can, but you don't have to. This comic may be good, it may be terrible, or it may be a weird crazy, but it will definitely be noteworthy. I'm Brad Daniels, comic writer, artist, and fan, and this week's guest is comedian, improviser, and sports fan, Chris Martin. Hey, Chris. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, look, it's, it is a pleasure to have you on board. Uh, I am a sports fan. <laughs> Go the Broncos. Oh. But they're, doing, they're doing terribly at the moment. That is, that is a it's, uh, almost tale. depressing. It's almost depressing to watch them... Um, <clears throat> Uh, play. I believe you, your team beat us uh, on the weekend. Uh, oh South yes, City the, Rabbitohs. The, the Rabbitohs uh, gave the Broncos a good serve of, <laughs> of revenge. Served that's nice true. and cold. Nice and cold. Mm. <laughs> uh, anyway, but that's beside the point. Uh, Chris, besides your your devotion to the Broncos, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, I do stand-up comedy um, through Brisbane and around Australia. I'm also one of the directors slash improvisers at Big Fork Theatre, which is a Brisbane-based comedy theatre. We do a whole bunch of live shows at festivals, and we put our, produce our own shows on, on like a weekly basis. Uh, so, yeah, if you don't find me doing stand-up, I'm, I'm very much 
uh, in the, the middle of the improv world as well. That is fantastic. And you guys have been doing online shows during the COVID crisis, which is really cool. It is. It's, it was a bit of a learning curve, but I think we got there in the end. It took maybe a month or so of us <laughs> going, oh, this is weird. Uh, okay, so avoid the first month of shows is what you're saying. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Chris, uh, what's your relationship with comic books? Well, that's, a, that's an interesting question because I never really thought I had much of a relationship. Obviously, everyone in pop culture now has some sort of relationship because we've watched all the Marvel, you know, Marvel movies and stuff. So we have some sort of connection there. But I guess as a child, I watched, I read a lot of Tintin. Ah, that's so good. I was a bit of a Tintin fan. I liked Asterix. I thought that was a lot of fun. And uh, my favorite, I think, was uh, Foot Rot Flats. So good. So that's a really good, that's a very international selection of... uh... Of flavors you've got there, Chris, because you got well. Uh... A little thing about me, Brad, is I'm a very mainstream kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, but if, yeah, if, if the main if the mainstream like it, then old Chris Martin will like it too. So yeah, I was a big Tintin, mm. and I loved Footrod Flats. And the thing I loved, I think, the most about Footrod Flats, it's the one comic book you could rely on when you're waiting in a doctor's surgery or a dentist surgery. Uh, that would be there. So I read it a lot um, in doctor surgeries growing up and it kind of <laughs> made me feel more comfortable before I went in and got a needle or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Murray Ball, uh, so for those who don't know, perhaps our international listeners don't know what Foot Rot Flats is. It's a comic strip about a dog who's just a working dog on a farm. Mm. Um, it's just really, it's amazing. It looks fantastic. Murray Ball, the uh, writer illustrator behind it, uh, had a real, a real cartoony, cool style, and it was set in New Zealand. So it's like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's, I had no idea. I, I remember I very little from it. <laughs> yeah, I very, I very, I remember very little of it. Mm. I guess later as I got older, I've been watching, reading like the comics they put in the Curia Mail every now and then. Oh, yeah. Um, the one that I guess I'm most familiar, familiar with is Insanity Streak. Oh, um, yeah. Just because I like their little silly one comic jokes. Yeah, yeah, the little one panel gag things. Uh, yeah, are, that's are you my familiar speed. With, are you familiar with The Far Side? No. Ah, well, that's where... <laughs> That's cool. That's sort of like the pioneer in that sort of style of strip. He'd do, uh, a guy called Larry Larson would do one page, uh, no, not one page, one panel, like really weird, surreal humour. Uh, lots of cows and farm animals running around for some oh, reason. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I'll, have to, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, he started. he's recently restarted doing them online, so... Go to farside.com. That's not just for you, Chris. That's for everyone listening. Farside.com. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up uh, after this, after this episode. Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, that's cool because you, I, I've, just about everyone I've had on the show so far has been a comic fan in some way, shape or form. But you sound like you, you're not that heavily into comics. So this... I guess I, I'm not too familiar with like the superhero comic side of things yeah 
So this might have um, been a well. This hopefully was an interesting experience for you. It was actually. I really enjoyed it. Ah, but cool. there were moments where I'm like, "What happened here? How'd that happen?" <laughs> well, so. if you have any questions as we go along, f feel free to ask. I should know the answer, and if All I don't, right, I'll Google it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're going to be looking at uh, Batman, issue 406, published in April 1987. And this particular okay. comic was written by Frank Miller and illustrated by a fellow called Dave Macazzelli. Just for fun, how much would this comic book be worth if, say, you had an original? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I'd say it'd be pushing 50 to to $100. Okay, so that's not bad. Yeah. But it's not like as much as Batman 1 or something. Oh, no, absolutely like... not. Because this was... Uh, this was an, an, a real event when it came out. This is part of a storyline called Batman Year One, which was a oh. retelling of the Batman's origin with the the most popular comic writer of the day, Frank Miller. Uh, and uh, very interesting uh, art by Dave Macazzelli. I'd say it's, it's very good, but it's a very different style for superheroes. And it's a, it takes some interesting turns in it, which we will discuss as we go through it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, so <laughs> let's, I'll get up the cover. We'll talk a little bit about that, get underway. Okay, so the version we have is from a collection. So they've taken away the Batman logo at the top of the page. But it's yes. basically the cover shows Batman hiding from a SWAT team in the ruins of a, uh, a destroyed building, a destroyed tenement. The cops are all looking in the wrong direction. And he is peeking out just a little bit, just in the middle of it, in the middle of the illustration, getting ready to d get up to some mischief. That's right. See, I wasn't sure whether or not he was actually kind of looking out for them, like, following them in as like extra support oh this is this is the uh, trick of this particular thing because i i did warn you i was going to throw you in in the middle of the story <laughs> and yeah so what has happened so far in the story for for your edification there chris is bruce wayne comes back to but uh comes back to gotham mm -hmm. uh after he left when he was like a young and after his parents were killed everyone knows the story uh he he wants to fight crime. He gets dressed up as like just as a common thug and goes out to beat up some criminals, but he ends up getting his ass handed to him because no one no one cares. You know, it's a, he's just a guy in a beanie. Yeah, so they're not scared of him. And then he gets the idea he's going to be Batman, dress up as a bat to scare the criminals. Uh, and he uh, Batman works, but the police department is in completely corrupt and under the control of uh, organized crime. So they start mm -hmm. to hunt him. At the end of the previous issue, he was uh, trapped in this building and they basically uh, set off explosives in there to trap him in it. And oh, okay, so that's in. why it's leveled. Yes, indeed. Ah, okay. He's Excellent. So with this... Is this one of the comics they used to adapt to Batman Begins? That is exactly right. Or is it, is it the comic or is it just one of them? It's just one of them. Uh, Batman Begins called on a lot of different influences. 
but this was fairly heavily influenced. Yeah, um, I noticed there was a lot of crossover here. I was like, like you know, mm. um, definitely later, later down in in the last few pages, I was like, whoa, that happened in Batman. That happened to a T in Batman Begins. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> okay, so we'll, uh, so yeah, it's, it's a so I'll well, while we've got the first page here with no dialogue or anything like that. What's your opinion of the art style of this particular comic? Um, I think it's quite, uh, it's very detailed and it's quite, it's, it's gloomy, but I think I've always considered Batman quite gloomy. So it fits the Batman style in my personal opinion very well. Yeah. Um, and I've never seen, uh, I've never seen how they do front on torch lights in comic books before. So I'm quite interested how it's like a sun. Um, I was like, that's a nice, that's fun. Uh, nice little starburst. Uh, yeah. Like, different artists will do it different ways. And uh, Dave Macazzelli, the artist, uh, is not really well known for his superhero work. He does lots of dramatic stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. And this was sort of like a, if not a departure, this was sort of like the last, one of the last big superhero things he did. And now he does autobiographical and more, more dramatic sort of comics. Uh, so okay. it's, a, it's a different style from what you usually get. Um, it's hard to describe, but it's, yeah, I, I think gloomy well, is it's more shadow and light. Like, I'm just quite yeah. blown away by the detail mm. that they fit in. Like all this, all the SWAT team, you can see quite perfectly all their equipment they're holding. They all have different facial expressions. Two yeah. of them have, looks like they have mustaches. Yeah. It's really cool yeah, how excellent. detailed they went in. That's that's true, and that's one thing that uh, the artist does really well, and I will describe it as the acting of the characters. Like everyone mm. has, they look like a person who has an attitude towards something. They're not yeah, just absolutely. like they're not just a cookie cutter, like cop cop cop. They all have their own personality. That's right, and their facial expressions suggest that they have like a goal or a motivation. Um, in front of them like it's just not like blank canvases indeed indeed the guy it's right at the front just lifting up the the blank uh the plank of wood mm -hmm. he's looking for i would have messed with him i would have messed with him <laughs> <laughs> he is looking for trouble uh okay yeah. so let's skip forward to the title yep. page where it's like they've got him cornered they've got him outnumbered they've got him trapped they're in this, trouble and this Chapter is just three. a dark Oh is this yeah. The, is this the black, black page? This is the page after that. Oh, the page after that. Because yeah. that's the one I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, did that not upload properly? Yeah. Ah, cool. Yes, this is a cool. I read this one, and I was actually got a little bit of goosebumps when I read that uh, because it's all about how they're in trouble, even though they're uh, in the prime position. Yeah, you'd think, well, the cops have got got it under control, but no, 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 no. Chapter three, Black Dawn. And we'll find out why the dawn is black later. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice little il illustration of a lot of bats flying over a, uh, a sun. I wonder what that's all about. Well, uh, I just, I didn't think much of it when I saw it. I'm just like, oh, it's just how 
it just represents Batman. That's how simple I was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think you're not far from the truth there, mate. Okay. Yeah, I know, but... Let's bang on to page one of the story. And we start in media res, which is to say in the middle of the story, uh, Batman is falling through a like burning, self-destructing building. Yes. And he is... Uh, all the captions are his like his his internal monologue, what's going through his mind. Uh, yeah, that's and, right, and it, it it freaked me out because when I opened this page, I'm like, oh man, so much is happening. What have I missed? <laughs> yes, you had missed a fair amount at this stage. Uh, but it's it's good. It does a good job of like sort of like getting you fully engaged and like, wow, stuff's happening. What's going on? What what's happening here? Uh, for me, I, like. I haven't read this story probably in about 15 years. Oh, wow. Uh, because it has a lot of comics and I can't read them all. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's like, it's very, for me, it was very engaging on like, oh my God, this is so much stuff, stuff's happening. The, uh, the internal, di internal monologue is, was very different for comics at the time. It's very commonplace nowadays. Uh, but yeah, what's your what's your first impressions of this first page here? Well, I was just um, well, I knew that was the internal monologue when I read it, and I was just uh, I was kind of interested. I'm like, okay, Batman's kind of falling, but you can tell he's such a good guy straight away because he's so worried about this person that he can't help. But he's like, oh, I wish I could help him, but I can't. And you're like, no, oh, what a nice guy. That was my first impression. That's it. Um, Frank Miller, the the writer, is very big on. Um, like hyper competent people, people who are like, uh, like prepared for a lot of stuff, and very tough, like very hard boiled. But he does bring out the the whole point that, and this will come up later in the comic that Batman isn't just a, isn't just interested in like beating up bad guys. He wants to help people as well. Absolutely. Mm. So Batman. Uh, th has to throw away his uh, utility belt because it's caught fire and there's a thermite charges <laughs> in there. Uh, it's a little bit of a uh, design fault, I'd say. I, I believe thermite. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Brad. You may not mm. even know the answer to this, but have you seen the TV show Breaking Bad? Uh, I, I'm familiar with it. I haven't watched a lot of it. I believe the chemist Walter White uh, makes thermite to melt a door so they can break into a, a laboratory to steal more methylamine. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so it's just something that that I, I I remember thermite from a from another another thing. I was like, oh, okay, I know I know what's happening, and it burns very very hot. So I was like, oh, that is exactly what happened. Yeah. So I knew what was going on. Good stuff. He lands next to <laughs> a a chain shut. Well, hatch, I suppose, which says danger, electricity, 80,000 watts. And he's like, I got to get in there. Lucky I keep a pick in the glove, in his glove. So he starts picking the lock of this, uh, of this chain <laughs> to try and get away from this collapsing building that he is trapped in. Yeah, so the first picture before he picks the lock, which I was confusing, I was wondering whether that metal door was flying through the air as well and he was kind yeah. of on it surfing. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, okay, this is, I was like, this is confusing. I'm like, and then he started picking the lock. I'm like, oh, okay, he's on the ground now. Yeah, yeah. 
There was a little bit yeah. of Batman Forever going on there where he does some sky surfing, if you've ever seen that film. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's a no. terrible film. That's all i got to say. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but let's flip on over to page, page two. Uh, now, this is an interesting thing. Uh, we, we cut to a, a woman's bedroom where she is being nuzzled by a cat. Uh, now, this is Selena Kyle, uh, a.k.a. Catwoman. I'm going to give I that away I thought it right was now. Catwoman. I, I assumed it was Catwoman because of the amount of cats. I asked, that was going to be my question. Like, how long did it take you to figure out this was Catwoman? Because well, because I, I I read it very uh, the first panel I was like oh I'm like that could be a man or a woman mm, yeah and then I looked down I'm like oh, okay no 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 that's a woman and there was so many cats I'm like it has to be Catwoman or yeah. at least the person at the window has to be Catwoman or something yeah exactly right uh, so the thing about this particular story Batman Year One is it has three threads that sort of inter interweave. The first is Bruce Wayne, Batman. Hello. Uh, the second is Selina Kyle, Catwoman. So she shows up uh, rather unfortunately as a prostitute in the first couple of issues. Uh, okay. She's, she's a little butch looking, as you noted, because she's got a very short haircut. She does S&M work and stuff like that. Does she's she have her Catwoman powers and stuff, abilities in this comic? Uh, I think she like Catwoman doesn't really have superpowers much like Batman doesn't. She's just tough and will cut you. <laughs> I think that's okay. pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, in the first the first chapter, she, uh, she's one of the people who attacks Bruce Wayne when he's trying to to, to fight crime and like basically stabs him in the leg. <laughs> it doesn't oh, go well. Okay. Now, uh, young Holly, uh, who Selena is looking after, uh, is is up before dawn because something's blowing up over by Robertson Park. And uh, uh, having been awoken by all these cats, uh, you know, Selena is like, turn on the telly, let's see what's going on. Mm. Uh, yeah. Right. yeah. I was so confused by this panel before the last one. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, why do we even cut to here until they said, oh, something's blowing up in the park? And yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, it has to be the building Batman's in. That's why they've done this. Yes, indeed. But I was like, what a weird cut. You know <laughs> well, what I mean? it's, it's a very strange, um, very strange transition and sudden, too, because you go from exploding building to woman <laughs> lying in bed. Uh, That's right. But that's cool. But, it, uh, it all made sense. Yeah. Frank Miller knows what he's doing. Uh, he, <laughs> he gets you going on there. So we'll skip over to the next page. Okay, I was blown now, away by the detail in the bedroom, though. Yeah. Oh, well, I was, I should, well, we got the time I'll mention. I like the details. It has, like, there is, there's some fishnets and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, there's like, it looks like there's an ashtray with cigarettes in it. Yeah, absolutely. And copies of Vogue, but also barbells and like a punching bag. Mm. So you get the idea that she, this is, there's, there's levels a, to this lady. Bit of a tough one. Yes, She's indeed. <laughs> mm. So, okay, bang. Oh, I should probably, oh, I, I will go back at the top of that page with uh, Selena, Kyle. You yep. can see the helicopter 
in the in uh, over the cityscape. And if you look, there's a little thing just below the helicopter, like that's one of the bombs that it's been dropping on this building to get uh, Bruce Wayne, to get Batman. Ah, okay. Yeah. It's just like a little thing that I thought I would explain. So let's go on to the next panel. Which Why is, would they drop bombs when there's police inside? Oh, they, the police aren't in there yet. Oh, they're so not they in there. They basically lured yet. them there, dropped bombs on the building, collapsed the building on them, and then they send in the cops. Ah, okay. And that, sorry, I, I just got confused with the front cover again. I'm like, that was the start. Aha, <laughs> uh -huh, yes. So, uh, next page, we have uh, another internal monologue, but this is in a different color. This is a yellowy uh, background of that. The fifth load goes up. I pray it'll be the last. We see the, another explosion happening. And this yes. is the interior dialogue of Commissioner uh, Gordon. I'm trying to remember what his first name is. But Commissioner Gordon, uh, yeah. who is not a commissioner at this stage. He's only a lieutenant because the commissioner is uh, very corrupt and is trying to kill Batman, as we will see. So, yeah, so very similar to Batman Begins, where he wasn't the commissioner then. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they totally, they totally ripped that whole idea out of this story. Um, is we, Commissioner Gordon a fan of Batman at this point? Oh, yes, absolutely. All right, so this is all for show when he's like sending people in, he's kind of hoping they get out, that he gets out. Oh, actually, well, I should say, uh, let me rephrase that. So... In the comics that, in the regular Batman comics, Commissioner Gordon obviously is a big fan of Batman and works with him a lot. In this in this stage of the story, he's a bit ambivalent about it. Uh, he's unsure whether Batman's a good guy or a bad guy, but he does mm. know that uh, that there's a lot of corruption in the police department. So he's he's treading lightly. He is treading very lightly indeed. Keeping his options open. And this is where the, oh yes, this is where the third thread comes in of this, of this story. And it's uh, uh, Jim, that's it, James Gordon. Uh, he is the third character that we follow through this particular story. And what's yeah. different about this is that, like up to this point in the comic books, uh, Commissioner Gordon really didn't have much of a personality beyond just being like Batman's cop friend. And in okay. this story, really gave him a, a backstory and made him a well, more a complex there was character. There a, a twist ending, which I was like, whoa, I didn't expect yeah. that. <laughs> I was reading that today. I said, oh, this is a bit heavy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like yeah, I, yeah so, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised how detailed the comic books actually dive into backstories of the life. I never knew that. Well, I thought like, all that stuff was invented for movies and stuff. I never knew they actually would follow like an affair or whatever. Well, yeah, movies, a lot of movies, like the Marvel movies and the DC movies and a lot of superhero movies, like they are drawing on source material. And usually if there's something interesting in one of those films, it's because they've drawn it from the original material. And if there's something that's weird and stupid, it's just something that they've come up with, which is unrelated to what happens. That's my... Yeah, well, uh, I, 
Well, I now know that, yeah. So I just thought it was interesting. I'm like, wow, they get so detailed. I just yeah, thought yeah. most comic books were just like, bang, 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 wham, bam, bam. Yeah. We got him. And then the end, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't think there'd be like a, like a comic book strip of like, you know, a detective at the bar drinking whiskey. You're like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> another tough day at the office. It gets harder every day. I'm like, wow, I didn't I think they'd go that deep. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they really have to because at this stage, uh, like even when this comic came out, uh, Batman had been around for almost 50 years. And they can't, they've got to have a lot of variety in the stories at that stage. Otherwise, they just tell them the same story over and over. So, uh, yeah, that's it. So, Jim is like Mr. Jim Gordon. I'll just call him Jim because we're, we're mates. Uh, <laughs> he's sitting there saying, oh my God, the commissioner wants a corpse. He's, uh, he's seeing the SWAT team headed by Brandon, who is looking for trouble. Uh, yep. They say that's no. That's the guy prisoners. from the front page. The guy that is exactly that's the guy right. Front and center. Yep. Wouldn't mess with him. No. Uh, it's like, and okay, and he's saying they only got him because he got hurt saving an old woman's life. Talking about Batman, so that's how they they uh, they managed to track him down. We cut back to. Catwoman, Selena, and Holly, uh, and they are. Selena is feeding a lot of cats. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Holly is watching the TV that has yeah. the news report. Yeah, so they know what's going on. There's gunfire and explosions. And I like the little uh, speech tick that they that they give uh, uh, Holly, which is like she just emphasizes random syllables. So it's like Selena. It's Batman. Can we? And yeah. Oh, so that what that's called? A speech tick. Uh, oh, well, I that's what I call it. I don't know if that's the official uh, official word for it. So is that when they like bold certain? Yeah, that's uh, it. they emphasize certain bits. Ah, oh, I've never picked that up. No. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, oh, we're all we're all learning new stuff today. Ah, yeah. Very cool. I, I like the little cat. I like Otto. He's he's like jumping up on Selena and she says, down so Otto. That the one, that's the one on her shoulder? That's right. Mm. It's just a nice little, uh, you know, observation of like of life, a little slice of life where there's one cat which is being a, being a dick about getting some food. <laughs> I would argue still too many cats, even for a cat woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it's the thing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve bowls. That's too many cats. Uh, yeah, I think you may be right there, mate. And then we it's go too many, <laughs> too many cats, even for a cat woman. Even uh, for a cat woman, get 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 rid of at least I don't know, at least four. Get rid yeah. of four. Yeah. So you reckon eight is the maximum number of cats? Well, eight is still way too many, but I think you could probably work with like eight better than you could work with 12. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when you, once you have 12, you might as well have 15 though. Let's, let's, let's face it. <laughs> and that's how cat people think. Uh, okay, now we go to the old uh, 80s standby of a show the TV by having rounded corners on the little panel there to say this is what's on the telly. Which of course, oh. which of course. I, I, I assume that was the television, yeah. Yeah. 
And that doesn't work anymore because televisions aren't that sh shape anymore. Now we're all perfect rectangles. Has it changed though now for modern comic books? Yeah, yeah. They throw on some sort of like uh, digital effect of scan lines or something like that to make it look more TV-ish, but uh, they've lost, you know, it just doesn't work anymore because things aren't like that anymore. Let's skip on to the next page. Absolutely. Oh, here we are. So uh, the cops, the SWAT team are in the building and it is a mess. Uh, we have entered the lobby. There's no sign of them. They're re uh, reporting back to their uh, radio boss uh, and they're making their way through a room. And there's very good um, uh, definition. Like you can, it's a real space. You know where everything is in relation yes, to each yes. other. Uh, there's, there's a chimney. There's a chimney that they do a callback to later. Oh, do they ever? And it's, it's, not, it's really well done. It's just like, it's there. But it's not drawing attention to itself. They even like they shine a light on it, just a chimney. No, down over there. Ah, it's the it's the hatch with the lock undone sitting next to it. And yes. they say they say, Oh, he's gone he's gone down there. Perforate it. So the guy opens fire <laughs> with his AK AK forty seven. Uh bracka bracka bracka. And they're, they're, they're gunning for Batman. They've been told by the police commissioner that they that he wants they a want body. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just interested. So, Brad, what's a wino? Oh, you don't know what they a wino said, is? No. They just said there's Unit 2 reporting found a body under the water heater, just an old wino. Well, what's that would be... Okay. Well, the, the body they're describing is of the man that Batman was so concerned about a couple of pages previous. But a wino is just another word for an alcoholic, a homeless alcoholic. Ah, oh, okay. So, because they've said they said wino a couple of times through this uh, this comic book, and I was like, "What the hell's a wino?" <laughs> uh -huh. well, I'm glad to. I thought it was to... I thought it was someone who whines a lot, perhaps. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, how would they know if they're dead? <laughs> Did they yeah. know them already? Well, now you know. It's basically a derogatory term for a an alcoholic. Okay. So like, and once again, that highlights the, um, the contrast between these cops and Batman because Batman was like, oh, I can't help that guy. I feel so bad. And these guys are like, just an old one. It yeah. doesn't matter. You know, yes. they, they don't have the interest of people at heart. They just mm -hmm. want to kill something. Uh, yeah, yeah. It is a good contrast, actually. Well, now that I know it, I'm like, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. These are not nice cops. They are not nice uh, let's go to the next page. And once again, uh, we're, we're in the same uh, room and everything is like where we expect it to be. Nice uh, shot looking down on the cops from above. Uh, so yes. it's all very police procedural, a little bit uh, CSI here where they're all talking like, like Prager, Fenton, Sussman, downside, move it. And they have someone holding the door for them while yeah. they walk in line, single file down. I think the I, you'd think the lead, the lead person would have his gun up and ready more yeah. than what he has. He has one hand on a torch looking down the stairwell and his other hand is on the back of the gun. You'd feel like he would somehow have a torch on the front of the gun and have it in like a shooting position. That would be the smart thing to do. In, but these in guys... real world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you also have to realize that these guys have no idea what they're up against. 
<laughs> well, they that's true. They're about to. They'll Sorry. find out soon enough. They'll find yeah. out soon enough. Very soon, in a couple of panels. Okay, they found another body, but it's just a dog. Uh, so yes. as the team goes down into the hatch, leaving behind two men. Yes, and then the two guys on guard, uh, that standing next to that chimney, which we were so surreptitiously uh, shown in the previous page, a couple of uh, arms reach out of that and do some <laughs> Vulcan nerve pinches on these guys. Uh, really great expression as they like uh, clearly writhe in pain and fall unconscious. The you know what's sad? Hmm? When I read this the first time, yeah, I totally missed that. Ah. I saw I saw their buddies go down. They were waiting guard, and then I just saw them kind of like standing there. I didn't even pay attention to their facial expression. But now that you've mentioned, I'm like, oh, there's clearly hands coming from the chimney. Um, getting them. <laughs> well, Batman is a master of de- of uh, uh, of deception. Yes, he was and hiding he just... even from you. <laughs> yeah, he got me good. He got you good. Okay, so they f- the cops, the four cops who went down into the room, they have found a little. Uh, well, it's a little living space. Like a, like a sh- yeah, like a. There's God is stuff, honky, someone who loves uh, religion. Yeah, a religious person obviously uh, uh, hold up here. They, they say super must, super must have lived here. Nobody home now. Brandon says, let's go back up. We're coming back up. Then there's a sound. Boom. Boom. I like you right where you are, Brandon. So Batman is on the, on the radio at this stage. Yes. So that makes sense. Now that I can tell, he knocked those guys out, took the radio, and he's radioed them. Yes, indeed. Yes. Uh, so that so... that last panel was confusing when I read it the first time. Like, how do you do all this? <laughs> oh, he's, he's that good. That's that's how good Batman is. He'll bamboozle you given a chance. <laughs> and the day is is about to get much worse for these cops, I reckon. So next panel, uh, Batman is half out of that chimney it's it's actually the same shot from the previous page except updated with batman standing over the two unconscious cops and that huge uh uh what is it pillar or whatever it is wood pillar has gone across the trap door yeah trapping them in there Uh, there's a little chatter on the radio Batman saying, uh, hold your fire. You'll only kill your own men. Uh, and like everyone's saying, shoot on sight, shoot on sight. And he's, he throws a little pellet down into the basement through the chimney. The guy's That's saying right. he must have kicked his, kicked through, climbed up the chimney. Gas masks fast. And then it's all going terribly, terribly wrong for the cops uh, down in the basement. We cut briefly to uh, a very nonchalant-looking Jim Gordon lighting himself a ciggy. <laughs> I think Brandon needs some help, Lieutenant. We can't help Merkel. Orders. Breaks my heart. So he'll assassin it a little bit. So, yeah, he's still, he's still playing both sides of the fence. Love it. Yes, indeed. And then Holly is there uh, st- standing on a police car to have a look at what's going on. Holly, obviously a, a big uh, 
fan of the Batman. And uh, Selena is standing there looking very unimpressed with what's going on. <laughs> so so yeah. is Selena a fan of Batman or she doesn't like him very much? Uh, I think she's I think she's a bit ambivalent at this stage. Their relationship develops as it goes along, but at the moment, uh, she doesn't really well. She doesn't really have a. Uh, I don't think she likes him at this stage, but I don't think she hates him either. She just doesn't really care. I think. Okay. I think the only reason that they're there is because Holly is keen to see what's going on. Of course, as sure. she does say, you know, Holly says, maybe we'll see him. And Selena says, we'll see his corpse. Uh, <laughs> a little bit cynical there. That's true. Yeah. Okay, let's go for the next page. How we cut to the helicopter that is hovering above this building. And we can see... So the this level is the one that dropped bombs. That's the one. That is the one. Um, and they didn't care that it was full of homeless people. They did not. That's, uh, that's corrupt. Yeah. So we've got Commissioner Loeb here, who is the current police commissioner who loves cough drops. So he's putting one in his mouth as he's sitting in his helicopter. <laughs> he's asking, what, where, why haven't they shot him, you know? Yep. And he's like, yeah, wait for the... Conversation about the marksman. Yeah, yes, indeed. And the helicopter pilot says, wait till the sun is higher in the sky. It won't be long, sir. So the, t the clock is ticking for Batman. Okay, so I, I assume this all happened at night. This yes, it is. is a day it operation. Is, it is night, but it is a morning is coming quickly. Okay. So, uh, yes, Batman is doing a little bit of running repairs on himself. He's tearing his cape to make a little bandage for his leg, which is bloody. <laughs> and he's found a cat. He's found a cat. I wonder French. how that's going to figure into the story. Yeah, well, uh, it, he, um, the cat's very useful. <laughs> it is indeed. Okay. Uh, so he's going, I've made a mess out of things. I let it all get out of hand. He's looking for a crack in the wall. So you can see the, the colouring on this page. You can see the, like the oranges is sort of like saying the sun is just coming up at the moment. Yes, absolutely. Mm. That should be pretty cool, these little comic book tricks they use for this sort of stuff. Well, uh, like I said, like I was 17 when this comic came out, and I was like, I am a lifelong comic fan. I got into comics from watching the Batman TV show back when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, and I, I fell in love with Batman. How could you not? He was the coolest. Even yeah, in those absolutely. Even those ridiculous shows, he was still super cool. But when I was reading this, this was blowing my mind because it's like it it uh, it introduced a lot of techniques that weren't used very often, and it was very yes. artfully done. <coughs> so, Fantastic. next page: the sun is coming up. Batman's doing an inventory of his uh, of his gadgets. So he's lost his he's lost his batarangs even he's a bit upset about that and we can see the sun rising. Mm -hmm. uh, he's sitting there with and the cat. <laughs> the cops are running down the stairs. 
And the cat startles them, yeah. Yes, indeed. It's a bat we're after. Uh, <laughs> and he makes a comment about the Siamese not being quiet, which is exactly what uh, Selena Kyle said a few pages previously. Oh, yeah. So there's a little bit of kin kinship between the two of them there. That's right. And okay, this is and the bit that I, this is the bit I recognise from Batman Begins when he flicked the little switch. Yeah, yeah. It was time to time to trial his new invention, I guess. Indeed. And this is like this is actually probably the main reason I chose this particular chapter of the comic because it is so directly referenced in Batman Begins, and it's like it's a really it's a kick-ass uh, moment. And I can see why they they used it. They lifted it from this comic. So he activates a little thing on his boot. And then we uh, go to the next page. The sun is rising over the Wayne Manor estate. Batman is talking about how there's this cave under there that he calls the Bat Cave. So I found it strange that he mentioned this because I, I assumed readers would already know about this stuff, wouldn't he? Yeah, oh, absolutely. But the whole conceit of this particular story is that this is when he was very early on as Batman. So he doesn't actually, he doesn't actually have his headquarters down in the Batcave yet. Ah, uh, okay. It's just a cave full of bats. Sure. And he activates his little heel signal. And here come the bats. Yes, and we hear but the ski, ski. It gets louder. Well, they're going to be a few minutes away. Oh, yeah. And we're saying, what's going on? What's going on here? Like, if you hadn't seen Batman Begins when you read this, as I had not, you're like, well, what's going to happen? <laughs> and then the cat comes back. Yeah. Which I love. I love this cat. <laughs> Are you a cat it's person, a... Uh, Chris? Oh, I'm not much of a cat person. I just love, I love sass, sassy pets. And this, this cat's now done a twofer against these police. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, secretly when I saw this, I was like, let's go for three. Let's go, <laughs> let's have another page. And I'm like, third time, third yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Uh, the cat is spooking the cops and it almost gets shot for its troubles, but the guy says, getting on my nerves. Uh, <laughs> but it doesn't care. It's a cat. That's what cats are like. Uh, right. It's probably a wino cat. That's better. <laughs> Oh, you're saying it's an alcoholic. Big, alcoholic cat has uh, has bigger troubles. Yes, it does. Oh, my God. What a world. Uh, <laughs> Batman has only got... Uh, he's got a blowpipe and three uh, three darts. That's all he's got left in his arsenal at this stage. So things That's are looking right. pretty dire. How will he get out of this? How will Batman get out of this? Let's find out. Okay. Oh, now, next page... This is a, the third time they've used exactly the same shot. Yes. We're looking down on that room, and the cops are trying to get the um, trying to get that big pillar off the the, the trapdoor. Uh, there's more cops there now, and so the they're guy, the ones that came from the the higher stories, though. They're the ones right. that went upstairs. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. the people downstairs are being gassed. The yeah. Two people next to the chimney have been knocked out. So these cops have kind of turned up yep. to see what's happening. So, and uh, uh, idiot cop 
Brandon or something. Brandon. Brandon has managed to get his way up the um, the chimney from the room below. And you can see him. He's just taking his gas mask off. That's right. And then he gets darted. <laughs> he gets <laughs> leaving he's yourself wide. having a bad wide. day. Yeah, I love it. He says, you're leaving yourself wide open. <laughs> he yeah, gets that's hit. right. Gets hit by anaconda venom, which is nasty. Uh, and the cops, so he's he's done for. He's out. How did Batman that. get anaconda venom? Oh, look, man, he's rich. That's his superpower. <laughs> his superpower is that he can buy anything he wants. I just, it's a it's a strange choice. Mm. I think it just seemed like a badass idea, you know, like yeah. What's the what's the most metal thing I could give Batman on his darts and a condom? <laughs> but now he's trapped because they've they've basically seen where he's come from and they've started to shoot at him. Mm. Yeah, he's no good. He's he's saying uh, twelve men left, two darts. No good. Not good. <laughs> One bullet will make all the difference, and they've got thousands. So he's he's dodging the bullets. Um, I like how he's well. I I like how he thinks. Like I know yeah. he fight. Like you know the the Batman I know and love. I wonder if he thinks like that. He's like, all it takes is one bullet. Be on your best game, Batman. Yeah. Well, I th- I'm gonna say shout out to Frank Miller, the uh, the writer. He sort of like his first person narration is spot on. I mean, it's like he, he's made some he's made some bad choices as he's gotten older. We could talk about that later, <laughs> but uh, he he was the guy who wrote the the book Three Hundred, which the movie was based on. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, and he also did he directed the, the movie The Spirit, which was truly awful. Um, but uh, I've seen it. Oh, you you're you're very lucky. <laughs> uh, but at this stage of his career, he was just at the top of his game, and he could write these like this inner monologue and you would you were just totally with him i mean it was like you're totally with batman you're like oh my god this guy is the coolest man ever he cares about people he's he's always got a plan he's always uh if he if he if he you know I, I don't, i'm trying to avoid a explicit take I swear if he, if he mucks <laughs> up if he mucks up then he's uh he, he berates himself for what he, for his mistakes He's just a generally all-round nice guy. He is indeed. As we see on the next page, where he is diving through a hail of bullets. That's right. <laughs> it's like, and they're all like, it's dark, where he's so fast. Wow, whoa. So like very typical Batman stuff. Yeah. And then you have, this is it, the, number, number three for your cat. The cat is running with him, slightly ahead <laughs> of him. And the guy said, that, damn that cat. And it looks Batman like he's is, shooting at the cat as well. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's clearly the same guy who almost shot it before. He's not a cat person, I'd say, I guess. <laughs> is that a bad cat experience? <laughs> he probably got, yeah, he probably wanted one when he was a kid and couldn't have one. But now Batman and the cat are seemed entangled. Yes, indeed. And, well, uh, it, it, would, it would assume that somehow the cat's distracted Batman just enough for him to get shot through the right bicep. I think that is exactly what's happened there. He has, um, he has said, I have to save this cat. <laughs> so he grabs it and throws it over his head out the window, <laughs> getting shot in the process. 
and the cat the cat does not look happy about it <laughs> i love i love because uh, yeah the cat the cat's facial expression when batman throws him out the window is completely different because when he lands and he's all on his floor he's like yeah whatever it's another day as being a cat then he runs over the car and jumps in catwoman's arms that is another great shot and uh, <laughs> because everyone else is like guys are getting hit by bullets because the cops in the building are like just shooting randomly they're shooting the, their own cops uh holly is like cowering people in the background are like diving out of the way and selena kyle catwoman is just standing there ready to catch the cat, you know, just standing there completely unfazed by what's going on around her. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really, it's actually quite funny. I just love the cat's facial expression the whole time. <laughs> that cat is a star. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I was looking at a, uh, a Wikipedia entry and they had a list of first appearances, uh, the characters that appear in the comic and the cat was listed as one of them. Oh, wow. That's so I cool. don't think it's ever appeared anywhere else, but damn that cat, I say. Damn it. <laughs> and uh, I will also note that uh, you'll see in this this page here, there's a lot of uh, pink and reddish tints. Yeah, I did notice that. That's to show that is the that sun like is coming morning? up even higher. Yeah. Yes, morning. So there we go. Boom. Next page. There are... Oh, I think I count eight cops and they have got Batman pinned yep. down behind, uh, for some reason, a Roman Grecian styled pillar. Yeah, that survived the initial blast. So it's got some, it's got some uh, grunt. Yeah, some structural pillar. integrity there. Uh, Batman's uh, talking about what's happening, you know. Uh, he's groggy. The, the cops are saying, we've got to get him, cut that bastard in half. He kicks the column, smashes it in half with one mighty kick, <laughs> and the ceiling collapses on the cops. It and almost looks like when they're like this, I see the ceiling collapse. It almost looks like he's kicking one of them as well. Yeah, his his uh, boot is disappeared. I think that's just a, a trick of the of the uh, perspective, but yeah, you could definitely read it that way. I like just above where his leg is. There's this one hand of a cop just sitting up there, reaching up. <laughs> it's like, that guy's done for. <laughs> you could almost argue the way Batman has his arms, like yeah. you said, this, this comic book came out when you were 19. You could almost argue that this comic book invented the dab. <laughs> you and know? He was, he was so happy with how he kicked the pillar down. He's like, I got a dab. And he did like... <laughs> He did one. To the full body dab. <laughs> I did. love it. Well, the cops were getting crushed. He's like, time to dab. <laughs> okay. But let's get serious because the last panel, Batman looking pretty serious, turning yeah. back and says, you're the one. Who is he looking at? <laughs> Why? What is he, what's he talking about? We're about to find out. Uh, I will also point out, I just noticed that the there's a bathtub falling on top of that guy who yes. has his hand coming out. That's, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I love the detail. Oh, so good. Okay, next page. Who tried to shoot the cat? And he yeah, this, just, guy is, this guy is stuffed. Oh, yeah, he is. He's just laying <laughs> into this guy. 
punches he, him through a wall. <laughs> he punches him through a brick wall. Oh my god, that is so that is so badass. You can't get any cooler. You kick over a pillar, you dab, and then you punch someone through a brick wall. I mean, <laughs> you're literally the coolest person in a ten block radius. Doesn't matter oh, what you do. Easily ten blocks. I totally, I'm totally with you. <laughs> Maybe I'm saying the state. Oh, that, I, I'd go that. I'd go that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the guy, the guy gets punched through the wall, lands outside next to James Gordon. That's right. And he's like, a cheer goes up. They've made a hero out of him. Then the cheering disintegrates. So we, we see the light of a of morning hit his face, and then a shadow passes across his face. And we see in that illustration of all those bats covering the sun from the yeah. title page is coming to pass. That's and, right. And once again, a nice badass uh, little caption. And the screaming starts again. <laughs> I liked I liked the the use of shade. Mm. They're, they're kind of blocking out the sun again. I like that. That's yeah, really cool. super cool. And okay, we cut back to Batman. <laughs> I, also, I also love this last shot of just Batman kicking someone in the face. <laughs> it's there's, like, it's yeah. There's two people watching the bats. Like, oh my god, what's this? While well, one person is just getting totally kicked in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I think and it also part... looks like that one of the other police officers is helping Batman out because he's kicking, he's kicking him over his body. So it's like almost when you did like at, at preschool or school <laughs> where your mate would stand behind the person, you push them over your mate. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like it almost sounds like plank I, on him. I feel like this this police officer <laughs> is actually a Batman mole in the force. <laughs> like, he could well time be. to do what we trained. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've been planning this for years. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, that one guy. I'm gonna kick him in the face, and he's gonna trip over you. Right? All right, let's do it. Nice. Uh, but I think this is like this is the essence of Batman, because everybody wants to pick, kick bad people in the face. They want to have that righteous, uh, righteous uh, uh, release of like. This is what makes Batman as a character so appealing: is that he does he does kick people in the face that deserve it, and who yeah. hasn't wanted to do that? Absolutely, but like the guy doesn't realize he could just pull the trigger right now and he'd win the day. Yeah, but, his gun is point right at Batman's face. Yes, indeed. But he, it's the one thing he should have done, which he didn't do. What can we say? <laughs> yeah, the the age old saying, uh, shoot before you get kicked in the face. That's it. <laughs> That's, I think that is the first lesson of Police Academy. Like, okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, I, I, I'm going to kick you in the face. Now, what do you do? And if they think about it, you just kick him in the face. It's like, you should have shot me. That's right. Okay. okay. Let's go to the next page. Oh, yes. This is a really cool page. I really like this one. Yeah. And it's uh, almost completely dialogue-free, which is also cool, as we just see this cloud of bats descend on the, um, the crowd. Yeah. And people are not loving it. Uh, oh, well... I like well, you find out later when we go through the uh, for the rest of the comic, but uh, I had no idea that the bats actually attacked them. Yes, <laughs> it's quite uh, funny. Yeah, they got all stirred up. Batman, he can do some pretty mean things at times. 
Uh, and you have a nice a nice shot of Batman escaping in yeah. the motion. He's running along a cop car. Yes, yeah, uh, nice and subtle too. It's like it's just like you can see his bottom half as he runs into the into the flock of bats. Uh, Gordon, of course, is doing the right thing and trying to get his injured the guy injured cop, his comrade who was shot by the other cops, into the police car. Uh, so yes. he's not trying to stop the Batman who is running away. We cut very briefly to the helicopter where Lob, uh, Commissioner Loeb is like uh, saying, there, he's on a motorcycle. Get after him, I'll have you shot. That's so crazy. He, yeah, it is crazy because that's the guy who's flying the helicopter you're in. Come on. Come on, Commissioner. Come on. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, don't shoot the guy who's flying your helicopter. <laughs> uh, what are you thinking? It's crazy talk. Ah, uh, but you know he's, he's getting a little carried away there. But yeah, that is a beautiful, beautifully composed page. And you know, and they, it looks like there's a million bats, but they didn't draw a million bats. It's just like it's just so well put together. Absolutely. All the people's reactions are very honest and like it's quite frankly terrifying in places it's like ah get him <laughs> off me uh good stuff okay so the next page this is uh this is all a flashback which is why it is colored as very light like basically uh, black and white but a very light sort of look to it okay. and it, it, it's commissioner gordon oh sorry lieutenant gordon recounting what happened after that so you know so this bat- is him doing a report or something yeah yeah basically saying this is what happened next um yeah it's interesting so yeah Batty, batman got away on a bike which is also reminiscent of uh uh i think not batman begins but what uh, the second one the the dark night oh, dark night yeah yeah he gets he gets on a bike and there's a huge chase uh the cop Cops chased the bats off the end of a pier. Yeah, I love that. That was a really, uh, that, I think this was my favorite uh, uh, slide in the whole comic. Because yeah. It's just so, so cartoonish. They're like, <laughs> it's, 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 the, the bats disperse and then there's the end of a pier. You're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so it's something you'd see in like the Wiley Coyote or something like that. Yeah. We got. Every member of Brandon's team, every cop, and everyone in the crowd were vaccina- vaccinated for the bat bites. We have a little comedy image of uh, Holly and Selena. They're obviously <laughs> getting getting their jabs in the butt, and Selena does not look happy about it. That's right. She is she is livid, I would say. And there's uh, an opener. The, there's a men's store suit that was missing a suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, a men's a men's shop. Like so, they sell suits, and they were missing a suit, but the cash was on the register. So what they're what they're saying is that basically Batman slipped slipped in there, grabbed a suit, so he could just like melt into the crowd. Ah, okay. But That's rather than steal the suit, he even paid for it. Such a top guy. Uh, oh, look at this! Four of Brandon's men were hospitalized with broken bones. Pratt, who Batman, I'm sure it's not a coincidence that he's called Pratt, who Batman had punched <laughs> through a brick wall, suffered from five broken ribs and internal bleeding. Wow, should have shot a cat. 
mm, shouldn't have done that. And they talk about <laughs> how the, there was no one to complain about the, the, the winos who were killed in the firebombing. And that wow. no one is in, interested in uh, pressing charges on uh, Brandon or Commissioner Loeb who are responsible for their deaths. It's crazy. And then we cut to the next page. The office. Uh, yes, in the office two days later, June 9th. It started on June 7th. And we have a little bit of heart. This is like where we really go hard into Jim, uh, Jim Gordon's story. Yeah, this was the bit I didn't expect. Mm. Well, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, because once again, like not a lot of time is given over to Jim Gordon's uh, personality or personal life usually. And this was definitely a new take on it. And he's like, he's talking about, he, he suspects Bruce Wayne is Batman at this stage. He's talking so about... So why is that? How has he come to this conclusion? Well... Just because uh, of the parents thing that he mentions? Or? It's the parents. He actually, uh, he doggedly uh, pursues this lead throughout the whole story. And it's just like, he knows about the parents thing. Batman appears shortly after Bruce Wayne comes back into town. And, you know, and he just suspects it, you know, but he could never, uh, never really prove it. But at the end of his story, uh, he, uh, well, I don't want to give too much away in case somebody wants to read the story, but he figures it out. He knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. But he chooses not to tell anyone because he figures that Batman does a lot of good. So that totally totally changes the dynamic of Batman and Commissioner Gordon because it's always like, so this is what we call a retcon in comic comic circles, which is a retroactive continuity. So what they're saying is not only does he, he know that Batman is Bruce Wayne, he's always known that Batman is Bruce Wayne. He's just like chosen not to tell anyone because he believes in the work that Batman does and oh, doesn't want to reveal it. So they went a different way in the Dark Knight trilogy or whatever. Yes, so indeed. He, he didn't find out right to the end, but he's like, you know, a hero could be anyone, you know, helping a little boy after their parents died. He's like, well, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. 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 That's right. I forgot about that. I really want to rewatch those films. It's been too yeah, too great. long. Good films. Okay, so he's talking about um, how uh, Bruce Wayne has an alibi. He's been skiing in Europe, skiing in Switzerland, and he's broken his arm and his leg. <laughs> which, of course, so is exactly where is exactly yeah. where Batman was shot in his arm and his leg. And he's got Essen, his uh, assistant, a fellow cop. Uh, and they're talking about it. He's drinking from a mug which says world's greatest dad, (laughs) which shall become uh, ironic shortly. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) So this page is different from the others. There's not a lot of action going on, but once again, I say there's a lot of acting going on. You can really see the personality of the characters from their poses and everything like that. So who's he talking on the phone to? Uh, he's apparently talking to someone who's 
uh, says he's Bruce Wayne. Ah, okay. And then then Essen says, well, you know, the butler could or Wayne could have hired an impersonator. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, I'm sorry. Did you say something? He was distracted by something. He, I might have been him taking a sly look at her butt when she was emptying that <laughs> ashtray. Ah, that's what it was. I'm I've, I'm not that. saying that's what it was. I'm just saying that's what it could be. I think you're onto something. Alrighty. <laughs> well, Chris, I've got many I've got many years' experience reading comic books, and I know when someone's sneaking a look at the butt. See, I just would have missed it. <laughs> okay. Uh, next page, we cut to oh well. Essence says, "Care to share a cab?" and and Gordon thinks, "Think of her as a cop. Think of her as a cop." So yeah, I like that. I... He's uh, he's a little bit tempted. Yeah. Then we jump to June fifteen. Yes, which is a week later. And Bruce Wayne, who has not got a broken arm and leg, is skiing down <laughs> skiing down the uh, Switzerland Switch mountains. I'm sure. He's doing a little bit of a. Uh, uh, internal monologue, he's like deconstructing how he went. He's saying, you know, doing a review of his performance. A review, a performance review. Yeah, a performance review. He's like, you know, I don't deserve to be alive. <laughs> this is what he comes, the conclusion he comes to. He's well, a bit down on his... Someone, is that because some people died? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think he thinks, uh, I think he thinks he doesn't deserve to be alive because he should not have, he got into a situation which he, shouldn't have been able to get out of. Ah, okay. Yeah, that he, was, he had a bit of luck, is what he's saying. Ah, yeah. yeah. But then he goes on about saying, I need, it's not enough, I need help, I need a friend in Jim Gordon. That's right. So he's decided he needs Jim Gordon on his side. So how yes. will he get this? I don't know. I imagine that'll be in the next, the next series or next run of strips. Yes, indeed. Uh, so a quick word about Bruce Wayne. Uh, generally, he looks like a generic, handsome sort of guy. Uh, with this uh, story, uh, Dave Macazzelli tried to make him look like Gregory Peck as a uh, Hollywood star from many years ago. So we would have a consistent sort of like uh, look about him. Okay. So he's got a, he does look a bit like a classic golden age Hollywood star, Gregory Peck. Just, <laughs> just a little bit of thing. Okay, June 17th, two days later, there's uh, what I would say is a pimp on the ground with the blood coming out of his nose. The catwoman cat is just bashed. Absolutely. <laughs> Sel Selena, you punch Stan. We're changing our line of work, Holly. I've got an idea. I wonder what her idea <laughs> could be. So she's obviously in her uh, S&M gear there, just marching well, it's away. Gotta from... be, it's got to be better than prostitution. I reckon so. I'm, glad she's, I'm glad she's quitting. Me too. I mean, it's like, it's definitely, it's a bit of a departure. She was always like a, a, a criminal, but this is the first time anyone outright said oh she's a prostitute and i think uh the writer frank miller has a bit of an issue with this that he does tend to make all his female characters prostitutes uh okay an another uh, prostitutes or just like you know bad girls and stuff like that have mm -hmm. you ever seen the movie sin city absolutely 
Well, that's another Everyone's, that's another Frank Miller story. <laughs> that's it. That's that another, was great. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. It is a great film, but once again, that's another story with Frank Miller, where all the women are prostitutes. So, uh, so it's just a bit of a thing that he has, which is unfortunate because he do, he can make such well-rounded characters, but he just gets caught in these uh, film noir tropes. Anywho, <laughs> talking about film noir tropes. Jim Gordon is having uh, sharing some coffee with uh, Lieutenant Essen, Sarah. Yeah, well, I enjoyed this because it shows that they've done it multiple times. So there's clearly, and they get later each time. So mm. there's clearly like some sexual tension building. Indeed. Uh, yeah, and he says she got into law enforcement after being told she was too masculine for about six other careers. Mm-hmm. And he says, whoever told her she was masculine must be deaf, no, blind, deaf, and dead. So and think... the great thing, he lit her cigarette, which ah. I think is very important. The old lighting of someone else's cigarettes, uh, it's, a, it's a quite a, I feel like it's quite a, uh, I like you kind of gesture. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's a classic trope. Are you a smoker, Chris? I was a smoker for 15 years, but I quit two years ago. Well, I got to say, hats off to you, mate. So, Never lit anyone's cigarette before in my life, just mine. I'm uh, a... <laughs> yeah, I light my own cigarette a lot, if you know what I mean. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> That's right. But uh, okay. yeah, no, I quit. But yeah, definitely lighting the lighting of the cigarette butt of someone else. Oh, yeah. So much. It's definitely uh, signaling something there. Okay, we we uh, go to the next page, and it's a little bit of a we're walking through the the dark streets of Gotham, past past some uh, bikies who are making lurid remarks about Essen's legs. That's right. They just brush them off, though. Yeah, brush them off, and it starts raining, and they have to run into a little doorway. Huddle so this in is another. Hey? This is another classic uh, trope. It is indeed the lion cigarette, and then uh, stuck. Uh, under rain, you know, cover stuck under cover for rain together. Yeah. So you're close. Close, huddling together for warmth. There's a flash, I would imagine, of lightning where they're leaning in, and then Echo. That's right. Now this, I will say, this whole sequence is a complete change of pace for what was came before in this comic. <laughs> percent. I didn't expect this backstory at all. Yeah, because we were all in we were all in familiar territory with Batman being a badass, kicking people's butts, you know, uh, saving cats, being generally cool, and suddenly <laughs> we're in the middle of this. This man is well. He's not having an affair yet. He's definitely doing some naughty stuff. He's doing some naughty stuff. That's right. Okay. And it's so weird because if you go to the next page, I'm sorry, you, you should. Oh, no, no, please, have, please take it away, mate. If you go to the next cage, uh, she feels weird about it because she jumps in a cab without saying goodnight straight away. I think that. So could be... it's kind of like she knows that she's doing, they're doing something wrong as well. I think that, that's a... how I interpret it. Yeah. I think there's a thing that once you become, start being more intimate with people, you talk less if that makes sense uh, like you don't okay. feel like you need to say good night or it could be as you 
describe it, she feels a little bit of shame on what's happening here. That's true. Mm. But your 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 idea is pretty good too. Ah, thank you very much. <laughs> but now we have uh, now on August seven. We have like the first Catwoman suit. That's right. Interesting. So Selena has gone off and spent all their money on a weird-looking suit, and she hasn't said what her plan is. But I think we know what her plan is at this stage, as she jumps <laughs> out she out, jumps the window, out the window. Uh, where no one, it, it, they don't show where she's going to land. We just have to take for granted that she is going to land somewhere safely. That's right. a baller move, I thought. Yeah. No training. She's like, oh, I'm out the window, and yeah. like what? Yeah, she. And then she's like, I hate this city. Like as an inner monologue thing. Ah, uh, yes. But actually, Chris, that is not her in a monologue because that we're Who's cutting back to Jim Gordon. Oh, man. okay. Yeah, yeah. So is it? Oh, that's a little interesting cut then. Yeah, that isn't I it? Because it's up. like it takes the, uh, the the skyline, and it's all happening in the same place. But yeah, yeah it just gives us a little bit of a a change of uh, POV. Uh, yeah, right. but he's 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 talking to his. It sounds sounds like he's talking to his gun. Yeah, I think that might be what's happening there. Uh, I have he's to say, Chris, I'm really enjoyed yeah. the this uh, this chat uh, because every time you discover something and figure something out, you're like you're going, oh, just it really gets me, really uh, gets me excited that you know. Well, it so makes much... so much sense when you go through it the second time round because I miss all this stuff. Yeah. Because uh, I'm just like, I just want to read it for Brad. Oh. But now, now I'm reading it for me. I'm like, oh wow, he's talking to his gun. He's talking about how he, him and his relationship with his wife Barbara uh, is is not as good as it could be. Mm. So it's really interesting. They're always fighting, and then yeah. when it's his turn to apologize, he doesn't apologize. Instead, yeah. he just frees up on the side and kind of walks away, and he's distant. Oh, oh, oh interesting. Boy. He's having relationship trouble, which is like once again a very ballsy move for one of the heroes of this particular story. Is that he is having this sort of marital trouble, which is not something that we've ever thought about with with uh, Commissioner Gordon previously that he would even be capable of like uh, cheating on his wife. That's and then, right. And yet the la the last picture yeah blew me away. I did not expect that at oh, all. Oh, oh, oh. It's like her, really... her lying on the bed pregnant, I was yeah. like, what? Twist the knife. It was just crazy. Like I did not expect that at all. Yeah. And I and that is that is and that makes like it's very common to end a comic book on a shock twist, but not that sort of shock twist. <laughs> it's like that's usually it's like aha, Professor Evil is actually my brother and that's the end, but not my god, his wife is pregnant and he's <laughs> Like drifting into having an affair with this woman. What's going on? This is, it's like it subverts everything we think about this guy. Where is he a good guy? Yeah. What's he doing? What is he is doing? This the is this the first time we found out that his wife's pregnant? Yes. Oh, okay. So it's a shock for everyone, not just me. 
Yes, indeed. Wow, that's so cool. Mm. Nice, good storytelling. Yeah, Keeps is... you engaged. Yeah. So he's sitting there at the at the foot of the bed. His wife is sleeping, pregnant, heavily pregnant. He's holding his gun. It's like it's very ominous. And he's thinking about the Batman. He's a criminal. I'm a cop. It's that simple. But dot dot dot. Yeah, he goes on. He's, he saved the old woman. He saved that cat. He even paid for that suit. <laughs> so, so he's, he's clearly a good guy. This hunk of metal in my hand <laughs> is heavier than ever. And that is the end That's of it. that particular chapter. Wow. It's very fun. It was good. I liked mm. it. Cool, cool. Well, uh, yeah, once again, uh, a really good uh, surprising noir tinge story. There's some really cool action early on. There's some great characterization and it is like a full on like soap opera twist at the end. Oh, absolutely. And the detail, the pictures are all pretty. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a classic. So, uh, I'll I'll uh, lend you the rest of the story if you ever want to see how it ends up. Because the, the last part is a banger. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be interested. Cool, cool. So I think we've we've uh, we smashed that particular comic and we've talked about it. Time for us to give our final judgments. Final judgments. <laughs> uh, was it a good comic? Was it a bad comic? Or was it a weird comic? What do you reckon, Chris? I'm going to say it was good, just plain and good. I didn't find anything particularly weird about it. I just thought it was good. It was a good, strong story. And then we uh, delved deep into Jim Gordon's life. Mm. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's good, great. I think it's a fantastic uh, little storyline. And, uh, yeah, I am all for it. The only thing I'd find weird is that the police allowed uh, a helicopter to firebomb a building without clearing it first of oh, uh, homeless well. winos. No respect for winos anymore, Brad. That's weird. That is it. Well, I think that's just to show how corrupt the cops are in this particular town. Yeah, that's that's very enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. Yeah, good, great for me too. I loved it. I uh, loved it when I read it when I was 17 and just on the cusp of being a man and like, I want to be a man like Batman. <laughs> I love it much. And I love it now when I'm... Your dreams came true, Brad. Hey? Your dreams came true. My dreams came true. That's true. You're the most Batman-y person I know. So oh, wow. Cool. Oh, high praise indeed. <laughs> I've got that on tape too. Fantastic. Uh, okay, so... One last question before we wrap up the discussion on this comic is what did you learn from this comic? Did you learn anything from this comic, Chris? Um, yeah, I did. Uh, I, I suppose uh, towards the end, it would be um, have an open communication with your significant other. <laughs> That's right. So, communication is so good. important. And totally maintain maintain a professional relationship with uh, you know people you might be interested 
in ad work. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's sounds reasonable. The two biggest things. Yeah. That's it. Uh, well, what I learned from this uh, from this comic is that you need to look after cats. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you don't, you'll get kicked in the face or kicked <laughs> through a wall. That's right. Don't try and shoot a cat. You'll get punched <laughs> through a wall if you, if you shoot a cat. Don't do it. Don't even Scary. think about it. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, we're, 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 we're heading towards the conclusion here, Chris. I don't know how long we've been chatting, but it's, it's, it's going well. Um, so the quick question we have from the internet from one Jeremy West. Uh, mm -hmm. This is, uh, we'll try and keep this to a nice, succinct answer. Who is Batman? I think I have an answer to this. Batman is whoever stands up for what's right and looks after the kiddies and the winos and the old ladies of the world. Anyone who does good. <laughs> and the cats. And the cats. And the that's cats. a Batman. Yeah, I agree. You said it more articulately than I could ever. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's just a good. He's a good guy that wants to be. Uh, who wants to do right by everyone? Yeah, he wants to change the world for the better. And That's I think right. I, in another more re another sense, we're all Batman. Whenever we do, whenever we go into the world and we do good. That's yeah. what I believe. That's nice. So. <laughs> That's your answer for that, Jeremy. Thank you very much. Okay, we're, we're really, well, we're hurtling towards the end of the, the program. So we'll start with second last thing uh, on our agenda, recommendations. So is there something that you enjoyed this comic, which is great. Uh, yes. I enjoyed this comic, but is there something else that you enjoyed that you'd like to recommend to people for them to experience? It can be any sort of media or thing that you like. Got anything for us, Chris? Absolutely, yeah. One show I'd recommend that I, me and uh, Taylor, my girlfriend, have been watching is mm. Kidding on Stan. It's Jim Carrey um, produces it. He also stars in it. It's his sitcom. Oh. And it's very, it's like dark uh, black comedy, quite dark comedy, and mm. uh, but it's very enjoyable and it really delves into his life as like a child, uh, like a children's entertainer. Um, and lots of twists and turns. So if you haven't watched Kidding, get onto it because it's really like edge of the seat stuff and it's very funny as well. Oh, cool. I, I actually, I've heard about it, but I haven't had a chance to watch it. So high recommendation there. I'll check out the first episode as soon as possible. Yeah. Good stuff. How long has that been coming out for? There's two seasons out now. So oh, cool. it's been out, so I think, 20... 19 oh, actually late 2018 they dropped the first season so two out yeah. two out now oh cool well my recommendation i'm gonna go for i'm inspired by your tv choice so i'm going to recommend a a television series that i just watched the second season of myself which is the doom patrol it's a oh. superhero based uh, TV series, which is unlike any other superhero sh story you will have ever seen. It is, uh, it is deliberately weird. It is about a group of real misfits, including amongst them uh, Robot Man, a person... Is that, oh, played by Brendan Fraser? That's played by Brendan Fraser. Oh, 
Yes, I've seen some trailers actually. It looks really good. He he swears a lot. Uh, what, I mean, what, what, what is lot. it on? Like, where can you find it? Like, what stream? Uh, I think I think HBO, which okay, would be cool. Fox. Foxtel. Foxtel, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Uh, I'll check that out because I haven't. I've been meaning to watch that actually. Yeah. So yeah, it's like like I said, Misfit Heroes. So there's Robot Man, the guy whose brain was put into a robot. Uh, there's uh, Rita Farr, who is a Hollywood star who got exposed to some weird chemical and now she can't control her body. She just melts away and turns into plasma. She has very yeah. bad identity issues. There's Crazy Jane. She's like, she's a woman with 50 different personalities and each of it, one of them has a different superpower. There's, oh, and there's Negative Man. There's like a... a uh, a very repressed uh, test pilot who gets taken over by an alien being. It's crazy stuff. Wow. It, that does sound like a lot of fun. It is. Uh, and it's, I, I can't do it. I can't really do it justice by trying to d describe it. But if you want something that's a bit different and a bit weird and a bit fantastic, give that a go. Hell yeah. Would you take a second, another recommendation? Oh, hell yeah. Because the your uh, yeah the Doom was it Doom Patrol or Doom, Doom Squad? Patrol absolutely yeah so that is, that that may remind me of another one I recently watched called The Boys on Amazon Prime oh, where yeah. where there's bad superheroes that are seen as celebrities and there's a group of misfits who want to try and kill them very great season one is out at the moment season two is coming in September I believe so get on it no worries we're really we're hitting the the TV series so. With those three recommendations, we've probably used up a hundred hours of someone's life. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, no worries. No one, you've got you got your homework. People, get to it. Okay. Well, that leaves only one last thing for us to do before we wrap up this episode, there, Chris, and that is plugs. Is there anything you'd like to plug before we uh, close up the uh, the mailbag? I don't know. Even there's no mailbag. Sure. Um, you can follow. You can follow me on uh, Instagram or Twitter. At, uh, it's at Pissfarton, and my comedy Classic. page on Face <laughs> and my comedy page on Facebook is Chris Martin Comedian. I also host a podcast with Taylor Edwards called Binge Minute, where we go through a movie minute by minute and review each minute in the hope to find the greatest minute in cinematic history. And that moment, we're going through Moon that season one and we're about to finish that up but there's plenty of episodes out check that out binge minute on anywhere you listen to podcasts yes indeed if you can listen to this podcast you can listen to that podcast get to it and the, each episode covers one minute of the the movie that's right and it only goes through yeah each episode only goes for about 10 15 minutes or something like that yeah so short episodes but a yeah, lot so of them because uh, we it's a 94 minute movie so there's going to be 94 episodes basically that's fantastic uh, I think I don't have any plugs today. I got I got a lot of well I yeah if if you, I'll do one if you're in Australia in the Brisbane area and you you go to markets I do I I sell comic books at markets so go to Edge Comics on Facebook check out the events and you can come and meet me at a market and buy some of my comics and we can chat about stuff. That'd be cool. There's my plug. 
Hooray! We did it! High five! High five! Uh, don't leave me hanging here, man. Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh fantastic. Um, we are in completely different places. so. That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, thank cool. you for having me on your podcast. I really enjoyed it. Oh, it's been my pleasure. It's like, I really, as I said, it was a delight seeing you, like, making the discoveries about the comics as we were going along. And, yeah, uh, it's always a pleasure to talk with you, Chris. So thanks for being a guest, and I hope we get you back sometime. Absolutely. Happy to do it. Oh, sweet. And that's pretty much it for this episode of Troubling Issues. So thanks for listening, and bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.